You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. Think about the shepherds tonight. Um, Kind of how we are like them and how I think we need to keep being confronted by the glory of God and called to worship in order to move in the way that they moved. Um, Our story is coming to a climax. And I think the end is even better than the beginning. You know, we started out in the beginning with the prophets kind of feeling the despair of the world and all the mess and, and looking toward a future hope. Um, it's real close now. And the good news comes to these shepherds who are just doing their work. These guys, oh, sorry. These guys are just out there in the fields working and um, minding their own business, working hard to survive, like I think many of us are. I think we're a lot like them. And we need the interruption of Jesus to give us hope. How many of you had a lot of work to do this week getting ready for Christmas on top of everything else you do? <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. Um, I know you have a lot to do to pay the bills, to take care of the people that you care about, that you're responsible for, um, whether at work or at home. Some of us got so worn down, we got sick this week, trying to make it all happen. I think it can be hard just keeping up at this time of year. And as I was meditating on this part of the story, I was surprised to realize how how much I think we have in common with the shepherds. Their their job was all about, you know, nurturing and um, feeding, protecting, and defending their flock. It could be isolating and lonely at times, and certainly undervalued. If you're a teacher, a social worker, uh, in healthcare, a business owner, um, a parent, a friend, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I think you can relate to the shepherds. Maybe this is why Jesus and, their, and the apostles refer to leaders in the church as shepherds. Um, and I say that because most of you are leading the church in some way because we are the church. Shepherding of any kind is a hard job, I think, that can kind of leave you out there on your own um, in your work and your survival flow. But God interrupted the shepherd's workflow just like we need God to interrupt ours. I think we need God to confront us with the good news that it's not just about what we're doing, we're not doing that is that is our value or identity or going to make or break the world. It's about this wonderful new thing that God is doing. I know I needed to hear that this week. So let's read the account from Luke together. Um, is it too tiny to read there? Gwen, could you read it for us? Thank you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the nature. And as if that wasn't wild enough, keep going, Glenn. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying. Shepherds got interrupted in the middle of their work. I don't always do well when I get interrupted. They were scared. They got scared. This was totally unprecedented, even in a culture where the, the supernatural was, was more commonly uh, accepted. This was beyond anything they'd ever experienced, I'd imagine. And they didn't know what to do with it. But I like how they talk to each other to decide what to do. Even in that moment, the way Luke records it for us, um, they talk to each other. What should, what should we do about this? And, and by the way, I think we do better when we talk to each other about the revelations that we receive. It's part of how we discern what to do with, with this wild thing that God is giving us. Paul... Paul often does this, but he did it um, last week, I think. He had a dream about how we might not all be ready to buy a building for Ridge Ave um, yet, and so he wrote to the pastors about it and said, what do you think about this dream? And we collaborated and prayed and realized that more people, um, especially new partners, need to know more about what God is doing with us and be invited to participate. They need to know that they matter. We got that. We got that inspiration from Paul's dream. The shepherds seem to decide pretty quickly what they want to do. They want to go see the baby. They want to find out. They believe the angel, and they, they want to go see for themselves this thing that God is doing. They want to find out what the angel is is really talking about. I wonder if they were hoping for this their their whole lives but not ever really expecting it would it it would come to them that they'd get kind of personally included in the announcement. But they did get personally included and that was motivating. And that's what we're doing too. Um my cell hosted a dinner on Tuesday. It's a super blurry picture. Sorry. But we hosted a dinner where people could um, learn more about Circle of Hope. The whole point of the church is, is what the angels were saying, that the Savior is here now. God is here. But sometimes we, I think we need to be personally included in order to get that, really get that message. 
So we had a time to do that, to get to know each other and to include each other in this great news that God is here actually with us. So the shepherds were moved to move quickly, to leave their regular thing and go toward the miraculous thing. They were moved to worship. Uh, I meant to bring you this book. Um, the pastors just read it, finished reading this very uh, academic text called Desiring the Kingdom that basically just says, in, in uh, thousands of words, it basically just says, we are what we love. Um, and there, it had a lot of other, other nuggets in there, but that was the gist. We are what we love. Um, we're motivated by our desires as human beings. Um, so, so more than what we think we believe in our minds, we actually um, do what we love. Worship is happening, we go after what we desire. Worship is happening in, in our bodies almost unconsciously, um, whether it be toward Jesus in our not, or not. We go after what we worship. So following Jesus is about loving him the most and allowing that love to inform all of our other loves. I think that's kind of a, that, that takes some lifelong training. Um, but to me, there's so much hope and joy in it because we can actually tune into what we really desire and go after it, like the shepherds did. I think we all want to be connected to our creator and our redeemer like that. They wanted to find the savior, and so they did. I love Rembrandt's adoration of the shepherds nobody made the shepherds you know the angels did not tell the shepherds to go to Bethlehem they just did because they wanted to they were impressed by what God was doing I, I'm often so rebellious nobody can make me do anything either but God interrupted don't laugh man <laughs> But God interrupted my very uh, self-defeating struggle with his love. And I still need to be regularly confronted by his glory in order to keep interrupting those self-defeating habits. I, I um, confessed to you earlier that I needed to be interrupted this week, and I really did. Um, I was feeling overly responsible, as I tend to do. And I was looking at our stats for the year and kind of despairing about our lack of intensity. We kind of we kind of like hung on steady as a church. Um, we didn't really grow, but we we stayed steady. And I was feeling like a failure about that. And I didn't realize that I was believing that failure lie until after I'd caused unnecessary conflict with several of my most favorite people in the world. Ugh. But I needed God to interrupt that false pattern of thinking in me. I needed to be confronted with God's glory and love. I needed to be saved by the Savior. Because all of this is about what God is doing in the world. And obviously there's lots of ways that we can get into that and call each other into that. Um, but we're responding to that, not inventing it. 
I need to, needed to slow down in my heart and give myself a chance to respond, not to be too busy with tasks and worries to not just worship. I needed to come to the manger with the shepherds and just gaze at the newborn. I needed to just be there. So I invite you to do that tonight and tomorrow at our Christmas Eve vigil. I don't know if you can make either of those, um, but even if you can't, let God interrupt your ways of thinking about how the world is screwed up, like Terry was talking about, or how you're not good enough. God is doing a new thing to heal and transform. Even in the midst of tragedy, like I was looking at the news uh, today and um, the tsunami in Indonesia, things keep happening, but we need to see God there in the midst. We need to relate to God directly, I think, to remember that we're not in charge. And, and worship can be that kind of realigning encounter. Um, the author of the book I wanted to show you calls, calls it a, a covenant renewal ceremony. Re- worship. That, that that's where we get confronted with the reality again that we are not our own, not just our own. We belong to the great lover, and we can trust in his work in us and in the world and listen for how to get into it. And getting into it is really important. Um, so I want to move us there in this last part because we, we are called to move. We will be moved and inspired and empowered by worship, I hope. Um, I'm talking about what happens in this meeting and what happens when you relate to God each day on your own. We don't stay inert at the manger because the very nature of our humanity is now um, caught up in Jesus, and that makes it a mission. Uh, you remember hearing like that phrase that we're made in the image of God? I think that's not just, because of Christ, that's not just kind of some de facto human quality anymore. It's mission. Imago Dei is a mission. Because of the incarnation of God in Christ, being fully human is being on a mission. You know, what, what Adam and Eve failed to do, Jesus came along and picked up. And so following him is being part of his mission. Um, we get to be part of the completion of it. And I think regular worship gives us the discernment and uh, the love and the reordering of our hearts and minds to stay in there with him and thus become fully human. So in thinking about mission, I'm learning that um, following Jesus means that our regular work in the world and ways of looking at success and maybe even ways of looking at your Christmas time this year is, um, is not going to look like the uh, success that you want it to be. It might be, um, it might look like losing sometimes. It might be cruciform. Um, One of my favorite theologians warns us that when we talk about the new thing that God is doing in the world, 
he said, it's the crucified Messiah we're talking about. His death was not simply the messy bit that enables our sins to be forgiven, but then be forgotten. It's not just the thing which saves us personally, but which then can be left behind when we get on with the job. The cross is the truest, surest, and deepest window on the very heart and character of the living and loving God. It is his purpose and way of shaping and redeeming the world. So when we talk about shaping our world and moving with God, it must be cross-shaped. It is to be on mission with Jesus and taking up our cross. That was a little heavy sounding, but I think the way that we live it out is often, um, it is hard, but it's often fun too. And um, one of our leaders told me about these kids on YouTube that have a channel called The Yes Theory. And um, I think they're very Jesus-like in, in the way that they've sort of abandoned individualistic ways of achievement in the world by coming together to bring other people together. And they do all kinds of wacky things to kind of interrupt the status quo, um, like the angels, and, and interrupt people's work workflow with a chance to connect. Their goal is often for adventure and to make a buck on YouTube. Um, but I'm pointing out what could be their greater motivation, um, even though they don't give Jesus credit for it. And that's okay. Jesus doesn't really seek any credit. Um, but he empowers people to be great like this. And so I want to show you um, a little clip in closing. I'm connecting them with the cross because they did, they did this whole thing on seeking discomfort. Um, they realize that having everything, even as, as children of the empire, they realize that having everything doesn't actually make somebody happy. And I've been thinking about them all of Advent with our welcoming the stranger theme because their, their whole mission is about interacting with strangers. So in this little clip, um, they try to convince someone at an airport to switch their destination and go somewhere with them. Um, and the one, just a warning, the one expletive in the clip is kind of when one of them are imagining how this might be misunderstood. Um, but they do, they do eventually find people. Um, and I'm wondering if we can do crazy things like this in 2019 to welcome the strangers around us. Go ahead, Ben. Enjoy the video. Amar, read this comment. Convincing someone in the airport to fly somewhere different with you guys. Yeah, that's brilliant. Let's go right now What are you talking about the top response to that comment is would be next to impossible But I would love to see them try to do it. All right, let's go. Then. We actually going Well, I was like kind of joking, but are you serious? Who's <laughs> saying impossible? What's his name? What's his name? What's this guy's name? It's impossible. 
Let's see. Wait, are we actually going right now? It's 9 p.m. on a Monday night. I, I don't care. We need to relax. We're really fast. So two weeks ago, we really did get that comment from someone called Daniel Moorfield. And even though we seemed stupidly confident about completing his challenge, we honestly had no clue how we were going to pull this one off. Our plan was just to show up at the LA airport and hang around the domestic departure gates to ask strangers if there's anywhere in the US that they've always wanted to travel to, but never been to before. If anyone has a specific answer, we'd then try to convince them to completely bail on whichever flight they had originally paid for and cancel whatever plans they originally had to come with us to their dream destination instead for 24 hours. Let's see if this is actually an impossible mission or potentially an epic adventure. Thank you so much. She said have a good flight, but I don't know if we're leaving tonight yet. <laughs> it depends if we can find a flight or if we can find a stranger. This is gonna be hard. I was optimistic until we arrived. Everybody's rushing, everybody doesn't have time for anything. So to find someone that where everything aligns, there has to be luck. 45 year old mom. Hey, do you wanna go travel with us? <laughs> It'll like, be a fucking ride. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Yeah. What if I pitch him like that? Huh? Hello? Excuse me? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a quick question? Are you flying out right now? Are you going to head it out? Yeah, yeah, sure. What's been your dream destination? Dream destination? Your dream destination to go to in the US? Like a city that you've always wanted to visit? In the US? Yeah. Uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Florida. never been. I've never been to Colorado. New York. Oh, maybe the Grand Canyon. We are doing a challenge today where we're trying to find a stranger who ditched their travel plan. Ditched their travel plan and actually join us in going to their dream destination that they've always wanted to visit in the U.S. We just drove cross country. You did? Yeah. 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 Seen every time. Probably not. We got a bunch of school to catch up on. Fair enough. I have to work on tomorrow. Fair yeah, enough. That's so cool. Well, it's um, well, yeah, <laughs> well, for that comment who said it was hard, you're right. I've literally just been walking back and forth for like. 20 minutes right now. Not looking good, Bill. <laughs> right? That's a good offer. Really, really tempting. I would love to, but I work 9 to 5 in an office. I got a pop quiz tomorrow. Oh, if I didn't have finals week tomorrow. Oh my you God. gotta be kidding me. Go. I want someone to be like, oh my God, dude. I have always wanted to visit like Chicago or San Francisco. What's up, man? Are you flying somewhere? Where are you going right now? The Bahamas. Oh. Can't beat that. Or else I would totally want to do it. No worries, no worries. It is 10 to 11. We had said that the cutoff point would be 11 for this first day of trials. What do we That's do? That's when we find the person that we want. In 10 minutes? In 10 minutes. That's really well, good, then. this is pretty difficult. Looks like the airport is... They don't find somebody that night, but they go back the next day and they find some people to go with them. But I hope we can be that interruptible and interrupting in 2019. I hope we can let God keep interrupting us and training our loves for mission. I think that's what we're, what we're wired and created to do. Maybe not that randomly, um, but I hope we can keep welcoming strangers because this love and this glory we've been given is for everyone. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.